0: Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. And today, we're going to get back into the music. Because May
1: has some fire shit come out. Yeah, May was so filled. I mean, April had a lot, but May was maybe better. Too much to keep up with. (laughs) Especially when you go on a trip in
0: the (laughs) middle of it, which I did. But it did make it fun for The flight there and back.
1: So to make the order easy, we're just going to go chronological through the month. First up, Vampire Weekend with their Father of the Bride album. It's crazy because I feel like that name's been relevant
0: for like so long.
1: And I never listen.
0: And never. Yeah, (laughs) like it's just there and I know who they are, what they are. But I wouldn't even be able to name one song.
1: For each of these albums, like we did with the April ones, we're going to do different categories And first up is background. And one of those things for me is that their first two album covers, I would see on Tumblr constantly. I feel like they're the epitome of a Tumblr music album cover, along with like Lana Del Rey.
0: I can agree with that. It's like their music is made for that
1: certain crowd, right? (laughs) How would you describe the sound, though? So I never listened to the Beach Boys, but I kind of imagine them as like a modern day Beach Boys interesting yeah without me fully knowing what that sound is like like i've heard the beach boys but i don't really know their stuff like that like so this that. is kind of like a shot in the dark but
0: i like takes like that you know what i mean <laughs> i like that that's interesting because would you say the beach boys were cool when they were out at the time they were like the coolest shit out there right
1: i mean i don't know about the coolest but <laughs>
0: they were cool their sound is like what a hipster would listen to they got slightly older you know like they're still a hipster (laughs) but a little more refined
1: or yeah like now you got two kids speaking of which their lead singer Ezra Koenig just had a baby with Rashida Jones oh my god aka he's now my enemy I don't know how this made it on the list (laughs) (laughs) kind of feel a con coming but um. let's get into album cover though I mean it's pretty simple minimal mm-hmm i'm gonna prove it i like it i'm gonna con it damn it's a white background with a drawing of earth and a like orange bar sidebar orange sidebar on the left side not eye-catching it feels like a children's book do you think it's the white in the sense that yeah i think so like right now we talked about dark mode in our apple episode last week but right now The Apple Music interface is white, so you think that it blends in, kind of takes away. Yeah. All right, what about the title then? Father of the Bride. Also feels like Vampire Weekend. It fits. I'd pro the title, but not the cover. I'm going to pro the title. I feel like it's nice and mysterious. You're like, oh, what's this about? Like Vampire Weekend? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Expectations. Pro, because it was like a nice surprise, I think. Yeah, I'd give it like a light pro i don't know i don't think i'll be replaying it much there's a song
0: there that i like which is steve lacy one
1: sunflower i mean he has multiple songs on it yeah
0: true but sunflower but yeah other than that i don't know
1: that i'll play the whole album like i would with a album that i love so that's another one of our categories too biggest pro songs that we're trying out this episode we didn't do last time so that's like your main pro song
0: I'd pro any Steve Lacey track
1: because I'm standing right now, but I'd con, like, half the other songs. I mean, speaking of the Steve Lacey tracks, I also like Sunflower a lot, Mm -hmm. but I don't like the other song, Flower Moon. Mm. In terms of other cons, I would say the other notable ones for me are Sympathy and Spring Show, Mm. but I like most of the other songs. The other two standouts for me would be This Life which I think is the best song on the album and I think is like in a tier above the others and super good replay value in addition like honorable mention which goes into another category of features is for me all the songs with Daniel Haim on it Mm. and she was credited on three songs and she's also uncredited just doing background vocals on several other songs so like on the one she's credited on she's like doing a duet on the other ones it's background vocals but i love her addition to the album and i like haim in general i like her but the song she's featured on i don't care for listening to yeah and i mean we both pro steve lacy in general being on the album and danielle even said she's a big steve lacy fan also she better be (laughs) discography I mean, I would say the best because we don't <laughs> really know the others that well. Yep, it's the best. <laughs> what about flow or length? I mean, it's like a hour-long album. It's just long. <laughs> like, relax, Vampire Weekend. <laughs> I mean, there were a good amount of albums this month that were like an hour. Like Khan, it's not terrible, terrible in the overall flow, but there's definitely some stretches where it's too long. And I think the album could have been condensed to a good 40 at least. Facts. So overall, pro or con? Like con. Solid pro. I like it.
0: Should have been a con though. Took away (laughs) (laughs) one of your dream women, Rashida. But let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) This next one, Big Thief. U-F-O-F
1: with periods or dots in between the letters did you know anything about them going into listening to it zero (laughs) (laughs) so basically they have this lead singer Adrienne lenker who i know of she put out a solo project and i knew of big thief before that in general but her stuff was where i really got into her at least more but yeah they're based in brooklyn kind of like an indie folk
0: sound would you say I would say that, although I don't know what folk sounds like. I'm a New York City folk. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense when you say it, but I feel like a music buff, or I don't know. I don't know the sound, like
1: I'm saying, (laughs) would be like, oh, that's not folk. Well, how would you describe it to someone who was just curious what it sounds like? Ear honey. Ear honey. Interesting.
0: You know, like honey for the ear. Light, sweet, and smooth if you were to
1: pour it in a cup. All right, so (laughs) album cover. (laughs) Basically, a photo of the band sitting in some grass in nature. Yeah, I
0: could have took this photo.
1: Yeah. No title or anything on it. No. Very edgy. I like it. (laughs) I'd give it a light pro. Yeah, I agree. Nice photo. Mm -hmm. Nothing crazy, Mm -hmm. but I think it works. Yeah, still catches the eye, even though there's a lot of green, but there's a little bit of color. Interesting lighting. Title, UFOF. I saw something like UFO, but like the F is for friends. Shout out Mm -hmm. to Spongebob. (laughs) Wow. The band was interested in like supernatural, extraterrestrial stuff, like conceptually while making the record. So that plays into it, I think. I'd give it a light pro. I'd say light pro, like the abstractness kind of fits with them and Mm -hmm. the sound of the album. All right, expectations. You obviously had zero. So what's your verdict? A light pro? The album is super consistent throughout. It serves its purpose. It's like
0: one of those... It's like a specific mood. Yeah, it's a a mood type of sound like we kind of did in our last episode about music. This is one of those albums that it's like a moody sound for a very specific day or moment. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Any big pro or big con tracks? I'd give all of them. Approach just because of that, I feel like none of them fully stand out to me, but it's so consistent that it's more like you consume this as a whole and like just let it play in the background type of shit. Right. Like, I don't know that I hate any
1: song here or like any song in particular. I didn't give my expectations, but I would say it was a like con, I guess, because I was expecting a little more because of Adrian's solo album. And one of the ways that factors into my biggest pro and con songs is that on the con side, there were actually two tracks that were from her solo album Hmm. that went on to the Big Thief album in, like, slightly different versions. Mm. And for me, who's listened to her album, it's a little annoying to hear those songs just because I already know them. So it kind of fucks up the flow. Yeah, that's cheating. But yeah. In terms of biggest pro songs, I would say the title track for me and also Cattails. Those are my Mm. two favorites. And their discography, like where would you place this? Like I barely listened to their other projects. They put out like two other projects Mm -hmm. before and there are a couple select songs that I like, but I never really listened in depth to like in full. Mm. So I would say this is the best. It's definitely the most refined or like. Full vision of theirs, mm. so I would pro it in that sense. Yeah,
0: this is the best one.
1: <laughs> and then, flow length I mean,
0: I think I mentioned before like, to just me, consistent. It, it flows, it's yeah. consistent, and the length doesn't matter when it comes to that because it's one of those like you just play in the background and it doesn't right. matter
1: how long it is, you're not actually like listening for like lyrics, or... right? Yeah, that's the thing. I think if you're not in the mood, this album is gonna drag. But if you are in the mood, it'll be just fine. And then overall, I mean, I'm going to say like con. I, I'm i like that smack in between. Like, I yeah. don't even know if it'll make my... Your liper. There you go. All right. Next up, we got Mac DeMarco with the album Here Comes the Cowboy. If anyone doesn't know Mac DeMarco, I mean, basically, he's like, you're talking about hipsters with Vampire Weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, Mac DeMarco is the number one musician a hipster will listen to. And Jack actually grabbed that from an academic journal, so it's (laughs) completely right. (laughs) You go to Williamsburg, Brooklyn, like, he's just playing on the speakers in the whole neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And, like, 40% of the guys (laughs) look like him, too, which is crazy. (laughs) I brought up indie folk before. <laughs> I mean, would you say that applies here? It could apply. I mean, it's a little different. It's a little tiny bit more rocky, but still pretty folk heavy.
0: Yeah, there's something different. I don't know what it is. It could yeah. be rock. Yeah. Hints of, like,
1: poppy, but yeah. What about that album cover, though? Major Khan. Like, we were talking about simplicity, and it's basically just a green button of a smiley face against a white background and i think it's just lazy like there's a line between simplicity and laziness and to him maybe it was minimal and simple and it worked to me it just feels lazy and not good yeah that's just
0: like not even fully centered or anything (laughs) there's like some weird shadows on it i'd give it a con as well i kind of feel the same way as i did with like the vampire weekend one where it just needs something else, even a background change, or I don't know, maybe an illustration of even the same thing, but it's not good.
1: What about title? Here comes the cowboy.
0: It's kind of fire. Cowboys are in right now. <laughs> Shout out to Lil Nas X again. I feel like we shouted him out before.
1: <laughs> Shout out Casey Musgraves. Casey, you know that country is out here right now, but I'm gonna con it for that reason because I feel like he's like jumping on the bandwagon. Like, if he had done this a couple years ago, before it happened, be like, oh, damn, he's ahead of his time. But now it kind of feels, I don't know, a little bandwagony. What's the name of Casey Musgrave's album? Golden Hour. But she has a song
0: on it called Space Cowboy. See, the thing is, not even Casey Musgrave. Put Cowboy in the title. Yeah. It doesn't Only in a feel, song. Doesn't feel country enough. Golden Hour?
1: Yeah. So can't hate on mac oh wait so you're saying she should have put cowboy in the title something yeah damn nah man she's trying to go outside of the country industry but she's an actual country singer yeah you can't yeah rule out her winning a grammy though for it yeah i don't know it's iffy
0: (laughs) i can't be mad at either of them anyway let's keep going so expectations just like vampire weekend i know of him i could tell you how he looks (laughs) If you show me a picture, <laughs> I can right. pick him out. I've even heard his songs, but I was never a fan of his. Like, I don't yeah. listen,
1: I don't have any of his music. I feel like I have one or two songs, or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would agree, although his last album, I enjoyed some songs from. But yeah, before that, like, same, like, never listened to him and still don't consider myself a fan, even though, like, you know, Tyler and people would praise him up, but. Mm-hmm. Never got into it.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's why I'm aware of him. A lot of people like him. But yeah, my expectations were low or yeah. non existent. Like Khan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't follow the hype. So. I'm going to say strong Khan. <laughs> like, I wasn't even expecting that much. Although, like I said, the last album was finally a little better. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was super disappointed. And. I don't have any big pro songs. I don't have any big con songs. It just overall didn't click for me. I'm going to jump on that too. Overall, we already sang it, so (laughs) let's just move on. Yeah, let's go. Let's get
0: into this next project. I didn't say album because it's an EP.
1: Yeah, yeah. By No Rome, titled Crying in the Prettiest Places. Yeah, I mean, so I first heard of No Rome because... He did some collabs with Bareface, and he was actually on some Brockhampton stuff as well, but for some Bareface solo material, and that was how I first found out about him, and he was, like, super unknown at the time. Now he's signed to Dirty Hit, which is the 1975's label. He's also works with the 1975, based in London, like them, although he's Filipino, and, I mean, we mentioned... In the April music, Baby who is also signed to Dirty Hit. So they're Mm -hmm. trying to build out that roster with young talent. No Rome is also young. How would you describe his sound? On this EP, it's mostly R&B, although the intro track or the first track is like this alt-rock song. Mm -hmm. And his music is kind of like that in general. Like it's kind of R&B-ish with also... Occasionally some alt-rock kind of tendencies, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, that first track is heavy on that, but I guess a little emo-ish too. Also, some of this sound that is specific to the 1975, which is hard to fully describe unless you hear it. And I mean, he also collaborates with them, so he also helps inform that sound for them. So it's not like he's stealing it, but yeah, just to mention... A lot of
0: the songs, when I hear them, I'm like, damn, this sounds like it could have been played by
1: 1975. Right. I mean, one in particular, Rimbaud, I don't know how you pronounce that, Come Sit Over Here, literally sounds like a demo for the 1975. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. Like, it literally could have been a demo that he just decided, or they decided all together. like, yo, put that on your Pia. Like, it's dope just you doing it. No, yeah, it's, like, undeniable. It's easy to hear.
0: But, yeah, it's it's not completely a bad thing.
1: I mean, would you add anything else to the sound?
0: I don't know. It sounds like, super youthful, at least with this. Mm-hmm. It's, like, fun and youthful and, like...
1: Interesting. Makes you, I don't know, feel young or some shit. Yeah. It's fun like I, that. Yeah, I'd agree. So, album cover. I feel like it fits the sound of the music. It's, like, this black background with this kind of chandelier of flowers. And then... Mm-hmm. A little person, maybe him, with this bundled-up winter coat. I mean, I would pro it. I'd pro it. Again, it's a dope photo session with cool colors and lighting, and it works. I like it. Title, Crying in the Prettiest Places. Doesn't get better. (laughs) Sounds very poetic. I feel like it also feels like him, and also like the 1975. I mean, they're known for long titles. Fits the album cover, too. Yeah. Expectations. Pro it? I really liked it. Yeah, I would say pro. I had faith in it because I've heard him before and I like it. But I also wasn't expecting a whole lot, not in a bad way. I just was going into it like, oh, cool, new project. And surprised in a great way. Like it was even better than I would thought it would be. So I would give it a major pro for expectations. What about your favorite songs out here, though? So it's only six songs. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we said, it's an EP, and I would just say all of them. Like, I can't even pick. I'd easily,
0: very heavily pro every song after the intro song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not as much your style. Because it's not as much my style, but I feel like the intro song also made all the other songs powerful. Yeah. Because it's almost like just a transition. And it makes it different. Yeah, exactly. Like, you play the first song, and all of a sudden,
1: the next one is like, yeah. So I can't even hate on the first song. So yeah, I guess I'll pro all of it. Discography. I mean, he's put out a couple EPs. His last one was decent, but this is by far his best. I'd agree with that. Flow, length. I mean, it's only 18 minutes long. Six songs, like we said. I mean, for me, it's perfect. Like, I've been playing it more than any other project this month. Partially because of the runtime. Like, it's so short, I can just pop it on when I have, like, a brief window. And the music is also... Really easy to listen to. Mm. So I feel like the replay value is just yeah. pro all of that and overall strong pro for me.
0: No, yeah, I can't hate on like this EP. It works, flows well. Like I just mentioned, first song is crazy, but it just makes sense with the whole
1: project. And yeah, overall, big pro. So next up, speaking of EPs, we have another one Slow Pope, and the title is Big Day. And this one's even shorter. This one's four tracks, 11 minutes. And basically, in terms of background, I saw a screenshot of one of the songs on Instagram stories. I forget who it was. And I checked it out and ended up listening to the whole thing and liking it. And I realized later that I actually had another song of theirs in my library randomly. So I was like, oh, cool. But they're like from Wisconsin, currently in Chicago. So, yeah. And they're basically like an indie rock group. Yeah, we know the deal. I don't know them. <laughs> I mean, after listening to
0: it, this is, by like definition, a project that, let's say, if I came up on it on my own, like, if you didn't show it to me or anything, I'd be like, yo, Jack, listen to this, because I know for sure you'd like it. <laughs> and then you'd be like, oh, yeah, I already heard that. It's fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> i mean would you agree with the indie rock description no yes yeah, dead on yeah dead on album cover it's basically like a gradient Mm-hmm. it's like some weird abstract faded gradient blurred blurry
0: art with purple blue pink and white feels very like early 2000s i feel like the text in which they wrote the title Mm-hmm. The name also feels very early 2000s. Like, I feel like there was an NSYNC album with this <laughs> or some other, like, album that came out
1: with this text. But I don't hate it. Like, pro. I would say solid pro because while it's not the craziest thing in itself, I feel like sometimes covers are more about just conveying the feeling of it. Mm. And I feel like this does that. Title. Big day? Like con. Too simple. I'm going to say solid con. I don't know if it really works. Expectations? Zero. <laughs> In the middle. I'm going to say strong pro because I had no expectations and I really like it. And this kind of ties into the rest. But again, because it's so short, I don't really have any standouts. And I think the flow is just nice between them all and don't really know their discography super well. I only have that one song in my library. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's just another project that it's so short but sweet and when I have a small window, I can just pop it on and hear it front to back quickly. I can agree with that, except I don't know if I'll add it to my library. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But it does serve, again, its purpose and, like, But that's also because, like we've talked about before, you're not as into, like, the indie rock sound, so. Right. Yeah, overall, yeah, I'll stay in between. Like, it's not bad.
0: I don't hate it. But I also won't be listening to it. So, I'm impartial. I'm in between. Let's get to the album we're all here for. (laughs) That
1: is Igor by Tyler, the Creator. Basically, in short, he started on Future, The Great Collective and tyler's a legend like there's too much to really say got his own clothing line can't flog not carnival like too much just to get into yeah just put everything
0: and anything this dude thinks about or wants to do he'll do it yeah he'll make that shit happen
1: and i mean the sound too it's just it's just tyler like it's you can't really describe it
0: yeah i think he's one of the very few people where you can even just hear a beat or even some bars like doesn't even have to be from his mouth. Like, I could read them off. Yeah. And you can probably say, like, oh, that's Tyler. Right. Because <laughs> it's, like, fusion of everything. There's, like, hip-hop, obviously. R&B. Pop. Pop. Jazz, like, crazy. Yeah. Um, rock. Like, yeah. I don't know. Everything. He has everything, but in his own way, and it works right. so well.
1: So let's get into it. Album cover. I'm going to go with Khan, because... I don't dislike, there's actually two covers, Mm -hmm. I don't dislike either of them, but part of this whole rollout has been, like, him in this blonde wig and these suits, and that should have been the cover. Easy. Like, one way or another, that should have been part of the cover, and it's not, and it's disappointing.
0: Yeah, I can fully agree with that. I do like the cover, still, like, I'd give the cover... That he released it with, a pro. I'd give the alternate one, which is like the art one, right? Like a drawing or painting. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Give that a pro. But I do agree, like, it should have been a photo of him in the wig.
1: Title, Igor, it works. Yeah. (laughs) Pro. Pro it.
0: Expectations. The most, bro. I mean, it's Tyler, so, (laughs) like, you're just, like, biting your fingernails if you're a fan. Just waiting for his shit. And he didn't disappoint, so,
1: pro. Pro pro biggest pro songs or biggest con songs it was easy <laughs> i mean i could pro the whole thing yeah
0: but i feel like that's cheap so i'm gonna actually say top three type of situation
1: i think at number three and that's not you saying i think number three is no like the song is named i think yeah thank you for that good song Solange is on it Yup. there was actually a tweet someone said like just picture, I think, in the Skate 4 game. And I can't stop thinking about it that way since. Like, it needs to happen. It'll happen. <laughs> Igor's theme, number two. Damn.
0: That shit just gets me hyped, yeah. <laughs> like, It's the intro song, and that's how every album should start. It should get the blood flowing. <laughs> and then Running Out of Time is number one.
1: Interesting. Easily.
0: From, like, first listen. I was like, Wow, you got me. I don't know that I have a con song. I did like through first and second listen, but then it grew on me. I don't hate it anymore, but I'll name it just to put it out there. New Magic Wand.
1: Oh, that's a great song.
0: Now it grew on me. I like
1: actually sing it all the time and shit. But yeah. What about you? I also could just pro the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the one standout, which is also kind of the single, is Earthquake. Mm -hmm. And that's not me just saying it weird. It's actually E-A-R-F, Quake, not Earthquake, and also features Playboy Cardiverse, which is fire. Too good. So that's my go-to, also the one that's in my head the most, mm-hmm. and if I have time for just one song, like I'm going to just play that. Can't hate on that. And no big con songs for me. I like them all. And even the Gerard Carmichael skits, mm-hmm. I don't mind. They're so short and they work, mm-hmm. and you don't really get tired of them, which is something I might bring up later, but, yeah, they work here.
0: And as of the features, you said it, Playboy Cardi has it,
1: like, yeah. easily. For sure. Discography, I mean, this is a tough one. Like, Tyler got the crazy discography. Crazy. I don't even want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I mean, I'm going to say that with this particular album and with him in general... I think it's maybe the hardest to say because I feel like my relationships with his albums change so much over time, Mm. but I think it's musically his best. I don't know if I have the most emotional connection to it as number one, at least yet. That might have to do with the cover, though, but I'm going to put it number one for now.
0: Oh, (laughs) damn.
1: (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Because I think it's just the best front to back like, I don't skip any songs. Facts. I think it'll age super well. Like, one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's number one. Easy, bro. <laughs>
0: I was, I thought you were, like, gonna roast
1: it, put it, like, number three or some shit. And I was nah. gonna be like, damn, I don't know how. Because, like, Cherry Bomb, when it came out. Nah. I still have a special connection to it. And, like, the whole rollout and everything. But musically, that, Wolf, et cetera, there's tracks on it where it just doesn't age that well. Yeah. Like, it's not bad, but it shows its age. And this one, I think, like you said, it'll just age great. Yeah. Flower Boy's like a close second, but yeah,
0: this just wins it
1: easy. Flow length, pro. Pro everything. Yeah. And overall, strong pro. Strong pro.
0: Biggest pro. Like, favorite album this year. Possibly cracks my top five ever. Damn. Possible. <laughs> Let's see. Shit usually you have to give that like a while and see how like how good the wine tastes you know <laughs> after it ages but right
1: yeah all right so let's move into the territory of someone who I mean I feel like I can speak for both of us that we don't really know that well but is someone who's big in pop culture but is also not like a Taylor Swift or anything and who makes pop music and we're talking about Carly Rae Jepsen with the dedicated album. You're Crazy, bro. Carly Rae Jepsen's
0: birthday is May 23rd. Everyone knows <laughs> not <Nah, I'm> playing. <laughs> it's the Call Me Maybe person.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: that's how most people
1: know her, but... In terms of background, one other thing is that what made me at least be willing to give her a chance after that whole Call Me Maybe thing, because that song is terrible, is... She did this song with Dev Hines called All That, which really impressed me and was the only song from her I had in my library prior. And basically that song made me be like, all right, let me check out this new album. And sound, like we said, it's pop pretty much. So, yeah. What about that album cover? Con. Just boring. Really like nothing there. Just like a light gray background with her in like this white dress facing towards like a white orb i don't know i'd only give it a
0: light con because i love the color gray but as the album cover it it is pretty boring like yeah it's forgettable
1: also doesn't match the music yeah like it's pop which maybe was the point but yeah yeah title also give it a con dedicated is just kind of generic boring like doesn't do anything Yeah, it's almost like the record label chose that or something. (laughs) This will appeal to the most people. Yeah. Expectations didn't really have any at all. If anything, I was like ready to be disappointed. Same. But, I mean, what was your reaction? I would say like con.
0: Yeah, I'm like in between. I actually wasn't mad at it. Mm -hmm. Like I thought I was going to like hate it and I didn't. I don't know that I'll listen to it again, but every track could easily get radio play. Right. It's, like, okay for me, like, music, like... Right. It wasn't bad. It can easily be playing while you're, like, at Target or something.
1: I mean, I think that was one of my biggest things with it is that it rides that line of either being too poppy or being pop but not too corny. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it works well. Sometimes it goes into too poppy. You know what I mean? Mm. And... There were also some points where I heard, and I'm not saying this was like conscious from her, but to me, there were certain moments of songs that reminded me of Jesse Ware, mm. who I really like, who's like a British kind of R&B slash pop singer, and I really liked those moments when it reminded me of her music. Mm. and in terms of like biggest pro songs i think the first track is actually my favorite called julian and biggest cons i don't really have specific ones but just whenever it gets like too poppy Mm. so yeah i don't know that i have any that's fair yeah discography i'd say i don't really know enough to judge same (laughs) (laughs) flow length i mean i think it's kind of In a weird way, like the Big Thief one, like if you're in the mood for pop songs like that, Mm -hmm. it works. If not, it's going to be too much. Yeah, I agree. And overall... Con. I would say, like Con, like I don't dislike the record, but I would like to see her go outside of it a little bit. Especially, like I mentioned, with that one song, All That, Mm -hmm. which she has... But I do really like the Julian song. I like some of the other songs that remind me of Jesse Warren, et cetera. So mm. I'd say like
0: Now
1: let's get into another album we're here for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Steve Lacey's Apollo XXI or Roman numeral 21.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. is also his age.
0: Out here like Adele. <laughs> but yeah, Steve Lacey. I don't know that. You can say he's part of the crew that stemmed from Tyler, but he is very connected to Tyler, like we mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's part of the band, the internet, Mm -hmm. who they grew out of, Odd Future, Mm -hmm. Sid and Matt, but Steve came into the picture later. But he also has worked with Tyler, he's on Flower Boy, and yeah, he's just cool with everyone, like everyone wants to be Steve's friend. I do. I do. <laughs> just saying. And also kind of a fun fact for people who don't know, he started out making beats on his iPhone.
0: What have I been doing
1: with my life? <laughs> like he even was on Kendrick's album producing off some iPhone shit. Like legend. That's insane. <laughs> it's also more insane
0: that like Apple hasn't jumped on him and like made him a thing like like right. what Steve did
1: yeah you can do it too and make it a whole like ad campaign with like garage man and shit right such a missed opportunity and he does play guitar and he has like a rig that plugs into the phone too but still like even with that on top of the stuff he does within the phone itself like no matter how you spin it it's still impressive yeah and so let's get into sound so like he has the stuff with the internet and the internet's like kind of funk based and r&b but steve like has some of that but he also has his own sound
0: yeah, it's weird it's like a funk r&b through
1: strings i don't know and he like does it well what else i guess what do you add to that Well, one thing that i thought of when listening to the album that i was going to bring up and i'll just mention here is that to me he's the closest thing we have to a new age prince yeah i could see that seriously and i'm not even the biggest prince head but to me like steve reminds me of prince from what i know of prince and just sonically even. no oh yeah like i feel like i've even said that before like to other people when i'm
0: describing Mhm. i was actually talking about steve literally like two days ago with someone and i was like i don't know if he's like trying to be prince but that's who it is reminds me of
1: i mean prince is a big influence on him i didn't know that but yeah like the look fucking like stature size right. his
0: style pants boots it's like yeah. crazy colors he doesn't care it's just like he's like above all that i don't know right he doesn't like care about it because sometimes i see what he's wearing or whatever it is and i'm like yo i don't know how you're doing that like yeah you're bugging out that shit <laughs> looks so bad but then I look at it again and I'm like, shit, but he makes it work. Right. And it looks so dope. <laughs> like, I can't pull it off, but
1: somehow you are. So we'll get more into that within the actual record, but album cover. We talked about the Father of the Bride album cover for Vampire Weekend, and it actually has like a very similar color scheme and kind of overall feel to it, although there's more going on with Steve's. White background, some sort of
0: orange furniture, and he's like hanging off of it. But you don't see his head.
1: Well, not like hanging off like the side of a building, just like standing on like an invisible floor or something, you know, because he's his posture is very upright. But mm-hmm. there's also like a logo for the album name in the corner that has the same colors as its lobe and it's kind of circular. It's more of a oval, but mm-hmm. very reminiscent of the Father of the Bride cover. But I'd pro this one. What about this one? Just more going on with the shapes. Just more going on.
0: Yeah. More color.
1: More dynamic.
0: Yeah. Instruments.
1: I like it. Kind of see him. Yeah. It has like a 70s kind of feel too. But also like more updated at the same time. Like super clean. Right. I was going to say like this could be an album
0: from the time period that his music sounds like. Which is like a funk R&B-ish album from back in the day. Right but a shot with a nice full high like 8k resolution camera <laughs> yeah and it's like clean for sure but if you like put a filter on this oh yeah
1: like or if you could, shot it on a polaroid oh uh,
0: yeah exactly it would just take you back like 40 years
1: even the design and the furniture too and the colors furniture the and the suit
0: suit the text <laughs> that says the title everything yeah. it just fits
1: yeah i'd pro it yeah me too Title, Apollo XXI slash twenty one. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know it's if okay. I fully get it.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. We say how he has this look, and the cover has this look, yeah. but I don't know that the title fits with that look. Right. And in the last music episode, we mentioned Omar Apollo and Apollo. I connected to space. Right. And space exploration.
1: Well, also, like, Apollo 11, you know? Yeah, exactly. Except this is Apollo <laughs> 21. like, a number.
0: But then Omar Apollo's album had, like, some astronomical... <laughs> right, right. I don't know. It was, like, a weird mix where, like, yeah, yeah. it just doesn't fit this, what we're seeing. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd give it, like, a light like con.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's also... I don't know if it was meant to be a reference in that way. And I feel like he's just more original than that. Like, he could have come up with something better. And I don't know if it fully fits the album. Like it doesn't not work, but there could have definitely been a better title. Yeah. So I can I'll, agree. I'll con it as well. But I don't hate it. What about your expectations for the album though? I had pretty high expectations.
0: Same dude, like <laughs> we're talking about a guy where I feel like you feel the same way. Like anything this dude is part of is like Yeah. Wow. Like amazing work. One of my favorite albums last year was raven lanae's steve lacy is like almost responsible for like right the sound of it the sound of the album and it's not her like not being talented or anything like i love her voice and all that but he brings it out of her he just just with the sound production everything like i was like wow
1: and like you said with tyler too his sound is so distinct like even on that ep with raven lanae I mean,
0: he has work, again, we mentioned, with the internet, but, like,
1: solo stuff, he has, like, two, which was his EP. Which was super short and just a super small EP. This is his first, like, actual debut album.
0: And somehow
1: we already, like, recognize his sound.
0: Right. Which is insane. But, yeah, expectations were up there and, (laughs) hey, he did not disappoint, at least to me.
1: Yeah, I would say major pro even with the high expectations which is not easy to do that's hard to do it's also in terms of expectations it's kind of what i expected but also really different Mm -hmm. like it's a lot more experimental than i even thought it would be Mm -hmm. and in a great way like he expanded on his sound and it's like he took it to this other level that didn't even picture him doing like i was already gonna be happy if it was like an album that was just like the ep Mm -hmm. just longer but he took it to like oh y'all thought that was like something like nah that was just like me toying around in my bedroom on my iphone
0: yeah like he took it out of my mouth like (laughs) we knew his sound
1: and he's like nah but (laughs) here's a little seasoning here's something else i could do you know what's crazy too he did this interview with Zane Lowe, mm. and he said he had, like, 50 songs for the album. And he said, like, in the last month before putting it out, he just curated and narrowed it down. I don't even like to hear shit like that,
0: because <laughs> you could imagine the gold that was, like,
1: taken out of the album. Yeah. <sighs> Any favorites that stand out? I don't so far. Like, it's really hard, I feel like, with this album to pick out standouts maybe over time they'll kind of reveal themselves more but at the moment it feels so much like just one project that it's really hard for me to say i'm here to give you some answers
0: inside playground love too fast hate cd only if but i do have a few cons guide unless we trust A less interlude there was no need to bring in a violin or whatever the (laughs) fuck that shit is a cello
1: or whatever playing in the background i think love too fast not that it's a bad song at all i like all the songs but i think it's the one song in the album where i'm not sure about its placement like it a little bit not slows down but the rest of it flows incredibly well and that's the only questionable trackless placement i have but yeah like, if you think Love Too Fast
0: really slows down the album or messes it up, I think Amanda Less Interlude does that for me. And they're right. Run- they're, yeah, back to back. Yeah. <laughs> but even on these other tracks that I kind of don't enjoy or like, there's something in there to like. There's mm-hmm. like a freaking, right, like a guitar solo or some crazy like vocals in there or like a high note that he be hitting. There's something to like in all of them, but those three are just in the bottom of my list so in
1: reality the only one i really can is a manless interlude <laughs> damn also an interesting note with the very last part of the album like the second half of the last song which he labels as forever like that section of it mm-hmm. is from a song on solange's album that he did production on and he basically lets it ride out to finish the album yeah, in discography, like we said, he only had one short yeah, EP, one so nothing really to say. Yeah. And then overall, I'd say strong pro.
0: Yeah, this will be in full rotation.
1: Next up, we got an even more experimental musician, Flying Lotus, with his album Flamagra. If you were like to describe his sound, there is no sound. <laughs> it's just experimental. He's another person where... His sound is really specific to him, sometimes dark, sometimes a little strange. There's a lot of features on this album to talk about, which we'll save for that category. But one of them, he actually has David Lynch on a song, and his music is kind of similar to Lynch's stuff in a way. David Lynch being the filmmaker.
0: Yeah, he's almost like the David Lynch of
1: music. Yeah. So it fits pretty well. He's a DJ, filmmaker, producer rapper etc he founded brain feeder the record label and he actually got into music from submitting to something on adult swim which fits him perfectly makes sense i was aware of him
0: for a while i don't think that i've ever heard or seen any of his stuff Mm -hmm. i just know the name or him as a dj when i actually became like a fan of his taste or like what he could do is because in gta5 oh, flying yeah. lotus fly low station he had like a radio station in the game yeah and you best believe anytime i got in a car that was the station i was putting Dope. he just had like every fire track i believe that's how i found dan crow oh wow who's like one of my favorites now he hasn't really very different from five though yeah <laughs> but he also had like toro right he had Tyler, like... Yeah. So this was around 2013 when GTA five came out. So he's been fully on my radar since then. But, like, on his actual work, yeah, I didn't know very much, so...
1: Alright, so, album cover.
0: For sure, the most interesting out of every <laughs> any of the other album covers we've talked about today.
1: In a good way? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the most detailed... Feels experimental, you know? It feels like his music. You know what's interesting, too? Our boy Solomon pointed out to me that it's actually very similar to a Michael Jackson album cover. Dangerous. Oh, yeah, it is very similar. So both pro for the Yeah, cover. pro. Yeah. Title? Flamagra. What is it? <laughs> so I tried looking <laughs> it up, and what I found was that apparently the name draws on the devastating wildfires that happened in California as well as the so-called Ghost Ship Fire, which was a 2016 fire that happened in an Oakland warehouse that this artist collective Ghost Ship was in that killed different people. So After you mentioned that and you look at the album cover, it makes
0: more sense because mm-hmm. there are flames and people
1: and what looks like a building or factory. And I'd say Light Pro... Because I think it fits, and definitely with the cover, I think it fits him pretty well. Mm -hmm. My only downside to it is that I don't know how to pronounce it. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) I'd pro it. So, expectations, you didn't have any? No. I didn't have super high ones, like I've heard his stuff before, but I wasn't really, like, expecting either way, like, a crazy amount. I just was like, alright, cool, let me check it out.
0: Yeah, it's weird, it's one of those, like, I didn't expect much of it, but... Like, if you would tell me, like, yo, Flying Lotus is dropping an album, I'd be like, yo, I hope it's dope. <laughs> like, just because I told you, like, I'm a fan of what he's done. Like, I enjoyed just playing a video game with, like, right. his taste of music yeah. being put through my ears to the point of me, like, wishing good on him for giving me that.
1: Maybe let's jump to features for a second while we're there, because he brought together a bunch of interesting people on this album. I mean, you mentioned in the GTA station that he had that Toro was in there and Mm -hmm. Toro is on the album. Mm -hmm. He also has Solange, Thundercat, David Lynch, like I mentioned, Tierra Whack, Little Dragon, Anderson .Paak. Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry. Shabazz Palaces. George Clinton. Just filled. That's a lot of big names. And you're probably wondering, like, damn, is the whole album just collabs? Well, this is one of those albums that it's like an hour long. It's an hour plus. And it's, I don't think people are ready for this, 27 tracks. Yeah, like, just (laughs) relax, fly low. We can go back to that in a sec, but just wanted to get that out there. So, expectations. Yeah, I'd give it a light pro.
0: 27 songs. Could have made it 15. and It could have been a good pro. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) I would agree, light pro. You have any favorite tracks on it, though? Right now, the song with Little Dragon called Spontaneous is my favorite. It's just been on my head legit <laughs> like the last two days straight. <laughs> and my biggest con. So this is something we've been kind of dancing around interlude tracks where someone is speaking. I mean, you were talking about this with the Amanda La track, but mm-hmm. they're dope the first time. But then you don't want to hear it over and over and the david lynch track amazing that he got him on there and i like the vibe of it but like after the first time i don't want to keep hearing it you know what i mean yeah. it just like fucks up the whole flow that'll be
0: an easy skit for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah some of the features even some of the people i like they're not my favorite tracks at all mm-hmm. like i don't really enjoy the song with Tierra whack the anderson park one we mentioned last time he's like up there for me. Yeah, it's okay. Like I say, Little Dragon easily has the best feature on this for me. Mm-hmm. The Thundercat one is whatever. I do like the Toro,
1: a feature on here, and the Solange one is okay. People like Anderson Paak or Tierra Wack. He brings them to a different pocket than mm-hmm. you're used to hearing them in. So right. It can be hit or miss sometimes because he's challenging them. So you're also not used to hearing them within that context, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, that makes complete sense.
1: Discography, I mean, most enjoyable experience I've had with his music so far. Mm-hmm. Overall, I'd say Light Pro. Light Pro. Let's get into our next album, though, by Ravina.
0: hmm. That's with two E's. Mm hmm.
1: Lucid. Interesting story. I actually. Found her on SoundCloud back in January 2016. Hmm. Since then, she's become more popular. And now she's even managed by the Clancys, who we've mentioned before. They managed Tyler, Brockhampton, Solange. They repped Mac. Pretty much the best music managers in the game, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And... Yeah, she's an Indian-American singer who's been based in New York, and yeah. There's not
0: many of her kind out right now. I mean, Bollywood is filled, but (laughs) in the U.S., yeah, there's not many of them. What do you remember
1: hearing about her before this?
0: Uh, For sure, through you, like, you've put me on or sent me songs. I dig it, like, just her voice is for sure, like, her biggest thing her biggest quality Mm -hmm. she's super talented but i was never like fully into her until like the clancy's
1: jumped on that
0: you know um which
1: wasn't all that long ago she has like a what would you say soul r&b type sound soul super smooth yeah neo soul neo soul yeah there you go album cover i mean for me this is my favorite cover of the month really great photo also Shot by Kellyanne Matlaski. Shout out. She's out here just <laughs> taking the best photos of anyone you could think of right now. For sure. Facts. And has a great simple text at the bottom of the album cover. Yeah, just really nice to me. I'd give it a pro for sure. It's super dope. And like, it feels like Ravina. Like, I don't right. know
0: much of her, but I've seen a few of her like music videos. Yeah. It feels like this photo. Right it feels like her voice i don't know it's it's like smooth soft like delicate yeah it works
1: and i think it fits the album really well too yeah for sure so title lucid i like it pro fits expectations i mean i had decent expectations they weren't like rocket high not because of my belief in her i just was like oh awesome like her first actual album I'm just excited for it. I feel like I'll be happy no matter what. And it even blew that away. Like, I was really impressed.
0: Mm -hmm. I didn't have the biggest expectations. Like
1: Again, I'm not the biggest follower of hers. But,
0: yeah, it's an easy pro. Like, she
1: did her thing. For you, any biggest pro or biggest con songs?
0: See, for me, it's hard to pick.
1: Like, I can make a few. Like, Nectar is fucking dope.
0: Um, I think it's still Dreamy. But this is one of those albums where like the whole thing is, again, like super cohesive and like Mm -hmm. very consistent where like you can just pop it on and like it'll just flow extremely well. This is another one of those where like you can say that is perfect for like a certain mood or like certain situation where like you could just pop it on and enjoy it.
1: For sure not something to get lit to, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in terms of standouts, I would say that Mama, which was the single, might be the track that stands out the most because I think it feels the most like a single too, not in the sense of like it being a poppy track or anything. It just feels the most singular, I guess, and the most shareable too like she put out a video for it on mother's day which i thought was smart and it's a song about immigrant mothers and hers and in general and i think it has maybe the broadest appeal because of that but like you said it just all flows so well together yeah shout out to immigrant moms 45 minutes overall and i think it never seems long Yeah, perfect length. Last album, we were mentioning the whole interlude thing, and she does have an interlude on this, which is dope. And I think it's actually the strongest out of any of the interludes we've talked about. But it still might get a little old with time or like slightly mess up the flow of the album. But otherwise, I think it's really strong front to back. And in terms of discography, kind of like Steve, she only put out an EP before which is dope, but this is a whole other level as well, just like him. Mm-hmm. So overall, I'd say major pro, and this is up there for the year for me. Damn. But yeah, I'd pro it. And last but not least, we got Skepta for his new album, Ignorance is Bliss. It's just not the title I'm expecting Skepta <laughs> to have on this album, but... yeah Yeah, i agree i mean let's just start off with that con the title take that shit off bro it's like a carly ray jeffson title (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) what was carly ray jeffson's dedicated bro switch the titles and it's already way better (laughs) it's a fact though for real so yeah i mean skepta is maybe the most famous uk rapper now or ever i don't know any others yeah (laughs) Which I think you're not alone. A lot of people don't know. We do know Loyal Carner, which we talked about last time, but I mean like Loyal has like London fused into his sound, mm-hmm. but he's not I don't know. I don't wanna say he's not a UK rapper, but he's not what the world thinks of as a UK rapper. You know what I mean? Oh, he's more like a UK poet. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like <laughs> a grime rapper. Skept is like a grime ish. I mean, he he has grime tracks, but he's just like if you think of UK rap, you think of Skepta, mm-hmm. and his brother Jamie is also a rapper in the UK, and his sister Julie Adenuga, she's one of the main people on Beats One. But yeah, so prolific family, and he also started Boy Better Know mm-hmm. with his brother, which is like a label slash collective.
0: Wasn't, like, Drake supposed to sign with them or some shit? Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was, like,
1: a rumor, yeah. So, first off, album cover. Now, the album cover almost made me not listen to the album. And that's not because it's a bad cover, but because I'm not saying Skepta did this himself, but it's a direct ripoff of Brockhampton. Mm -hmm. Iridescence era where they did all the thermal shit. And specifically, they did a shoot with Clash Magazine, which is a UK magazine, and it looked exactly like this. And just the whole thermal theme in general, like, just mind-boggling how, like, you can just go with this after they did that. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, either. It doesn't even feel like Skepta. It doesn't.
0: Funny thing is, like, it doesn't look bad. Like, it actually looks kind of cool, but... Yeah, is it Skepta? I don't know. When you saw it, did you think of Brockhampton? Yeah. I mean, first thought, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because it's also, like, recent. Like, it's not right. that old. You still listen to it. Yeah. It was, like, a whole thing for them. Right. For, like, that period. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you think Skepta doesn't even know who Brockhampton is? I don't is know, he man. Fully he, I feel like he's
1: got yeah, he to know who they are. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know if it was the photographer or the art director. Who knows? But... Regardless, I'm not blaming Skepta. I'm just saying for it to get past the whole team is like, come on. So anyway, so I didn't, so I almost didn't listen to the album and I put it off for days. I was like, all right, let me listen for the episode at least. And I do like Skepta. So that's saying a lot that I didn't want to listen to it just because of that. But Mm -hmm. it rubbed me the wrong way. Expectations, they were good until i saw the cover and then they just were at the bottom
0: yeah i didn't expect much i'm not the biggest fan of skepta yeah he didn't disappoint there <laughs> <laughs>
1: damn so strong con i wouldn't say strong but yeah con it's funny like when i first started playing the album i was like all right you know it's not bad like i'm actually liking it like it's nice to hear some new stuff from him and then as it went along. It just kept getting more and more annoying. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like he's getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, ugh. I was writing down like biggest con songs and I started writing a couple and then it just like, every track. <laughs> the, oh, the whole album. I was like, oh shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, same with me. I don't know that I can even pick out a song, which I guess we can connect to his discography. Right. Because I was never a big fan, but I did listen to Konnichiwa,
1: and which was, was his like, last album.
0: Yeah, and that had a few tracks that I kind of like. Yeah,
1: exactly. That wasn't a perfect album, but it had some great loose tracks. And Shut Down, which is like the single that he's most known for. Mm -hmm. It's a dope track. I like it. And he has some other good tracks. Numbers, bro? Yeah, with Pharrell. Pharrell? Fire. Too good. But
0: there was none of that on this. Yeah,
1: like literally no songs from this album like, oh, I'll replay this, which is crazy i don't even have much to say it's a it's a con for me yeah overall con for sure Mm -hmm. i think that wraps it up for music that came out in may yep so that wraps up this episode of pros and cons and if you want to hear these albums we'll include a link in the description to the playlist on apple or spotify so you can check it out yeah peace peace